Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Matt. Hello. <laughs> Are we switching personas? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh God, it's a body swap. That was Where's re- my beard? That was recording, by the way, too, so there's a bit of extra stuff for you. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Matt. Hello. See, that's how you do it, Matt. You add, like, a bit of bit of energy, a bit of pizzazz. You're there to brighten up everyone's day. No. I'm also here. <laughs> uh, and I am, of course, joined by my fellow gamer as well, Seamus. Yo, good to be back. I love that pregnant pause that we just had there, Matt. That was a special moment. <laughs> uh, guys, what are we playing this week? Seamus, so let's start with you. What, what have you been playing recently? What have I been playing? Um, so, do we want to go into ARMS now? Oh, you yeah, yeah. You've been playing some ARMS. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. ARMS. Because, so Matt, you ha- played some ARMS yeah, too, right? Yeah, I played ARMS too. Oh, awesome. Let's, let's so, talk ARMS then. So much ARMS. Do you, you like you them enjoy- big? Did- do you like them? I like them in all like them- shapes and sizes. You and how about you, Matt? Did you enjoy the arms? Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I I kind of played you know one of each character, and and I found that Ribbon Girl is the best girl. And if you don't think so, I will that fight you in lie. arms about that it. That is so. a lie. Min Min is best what girl. What is your insistence to fight people, Matt? Any opportunity you get to because, fight well, because people? Because well, because arms arms is a fighting game, and what better way to settle a score than to play someone in arms and get have them get beaten by me playing as Ribbon Girl. Fair enough, fair enough. What did you make of arms then, uh, then Jameis? <laughs> I had an absolute ball. So I previewed it at an event about a month or so ago, but up until this test punch, uh, no one had actually been able to try it without motion controls because they were just demoing it with motion controls, uh, which I think yeah. is good for when you've got like one or two people, you've got friends around at your house or something like that. I think like the motion controls are good and fun and get like people, you know, like like one, two switch, even though I wasn't like, I didn't think it was a very good game. Like just the fact that it got people up, like you and I, you and we had like a blast one night just playing yeah. shenanigans, mucking about with it. And I think that's kind of the same here, but um, being able to actually play it with the proper controls with uh, with the actual Joy-Cons on my Switch or using it on the TV, like, it's verified that this is going to, for me, that this is going to be, like, I think a really good esports game. I think there's going to be, like, uh, a lot of people keen. There's going to be a lot of leagues going because it is a really finessed uh, fighter. Like, it's, it's not only really fun, but, like, the controls are really good, it's really fast, there's lots of different movesets, like, all the characters are unique enough and balanced well enough that they, like, you need to play them all to have a good idea and not to be called out, like, I'm, I'm really excited for it, like, beforehand I was like, yeah, this, this looks pretty cool, I love the style, I love what they're doing, very similar to, like, Splatoon and what Nintendo's doing with their new IPs, but now after playing, like, four of the six sessions available over the weekend. The only ones I didn't play were the ones at 4 a.m. because I was like, I'm not that keen. Like, I'm, ke- I'm keen, but that's a bit too far. But yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked now. So Shannon posted an article in the week as well saying that he thought it was much better without the motion controls uh, and that it sort of really opened up some kind of 
um, some really sort of skill and sort of nuance to the game. Would you sort of agree with that stance as well, then? Yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, the motion controls, I feel like they are they are fun, and they I it's feel a more for to them, I guess. Yeah, they're they're they they are there for more party sort of vibe. While having the actual controls is like. This is where it's meant to be played, really, especially when you're in, like, a fight where there's four people and it's free-for-all, and there's a lot going on, and it's a really fast-paced game. Like, the motion controls, you just can't keep up. As mm. good as they are, you need the controller so you can be moving and dashing and jumping quick and reacting quickly, and it's just really satisfying playing on a controller, and I think that's always will be the case. Like, motion controls, I feel like this is almost as good as I've seen motion controls in a game, and, like... It's, it's just never going to be good as a controller because you just can't be as fast. There's not as many actual options with motion controls compared to having like a dozen buttons on the controller. Yeah. Would, do you see this becoming the next eSport then, Matt? Uh, I think it's got potential. Um, I think Nintendo have been doing some pretty good things with what, you know with their uh, uh, new IPs and stuff. So I reckon that, yeah, there is a possibility that uh, it could open up something. <coughs> something, sorry. You're right there. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just choking. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that um, it's it's a different kind of game, and I mean the fact that you know you can either play with the motion controls or play with the control itself, you know, uh, opens it up. So I mean, you know, it gives it gives people different ways to play, and it gives them you know advantages or disadvantages. So um, yeah, no, I, I I see that you know if the popularity's there, then um, yeah, don't see why not. And ARMS isn't the only fighting game you've been playing recently, is it, Matt? Oh, no, that's I, I, yeah, <laughs> that, that was good. Uh, no, I, I got the opportunity to uh, dive back into the Tekken series, the Tekken 7, uh, on PlayStation 4. So I got to review that over the past couple of days. Um, Are you able to give us a summary of your review then? Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, like I've been a big Tekken fan. I think Tekken was one of the first games I played on the PS1 back in the day. Uh, followed through by, you know, days spent in the arcade, uh, you know, fighting people on every installment up until about six, the early days of six. So Here you are again fighting people, Matt. Yeah, maybe that's, <laughs> where, it, maybe maybe that's where it comes from, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it's uh, like, yeah, at, basically at its core, it feels like Tekken. It's really good. It, um, you know, it, it feels a lot more balanced than it used to. Uh, I've never been a pro player. Um, I've never you know, described myself as a pro player. I've always been sort of, you know, on the far edge of casual, you know, close to wanting to be pro, but never actually wanting to take that step. So, uh, you know, I feel it's a it's a balanced, you know, iteration. Like the characters that are there are quite sort of, you know, balanced across the board. Um, and the, the mechanics that they've put in, uh, this compared to six and tag and everything have really made it quite a rounded game. So I was, I was really impressed with it. Now, Matt, I have one question. Yeah. Is the kangaroo in Tekken seven? No, I'm sorry. I just can't break uh, Yeah. Deal breaker right there. <laughs> well, no, actually I did have, I did have a bit of a gripe with that. And I mean, I think I did see that. Yeah. I think it's also because we've been spoiled. I mean, the last, the last uh, installment of the series was Tekken tag two on the PS three. Uh, and before that, it was Tekken 6. And I'm pretty sure in both, the, the kangaroo came back because he came back in 5. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, that was one of the things I, I disliked is the fact that uh, there's a lot of fan favorite characters missing. I named a couple, but there's actually a fair, a fair few more. And I guess narratively, they didn't want to include them because they had no 
you know, meaning to the current story. But at the same time, I like the ability to go through and pick those characters. So, yeah. Do you think Do you- they might add them later with TLC mm. or something? I, I'm kind of hoping not. I mean, the, char- the first character that they're adding with DLC uh, isn't really a character that's essential to the story because it was a character that was put into Tekken Revolution, which was a, a sort of little offshoot on the PS3. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they, you know, I kind of hope that if they're going to do DLC, that if they're original characters, they're not going to be paid ones. But I think that's kind of the way a lot of companies are going these days is that, that sort of mm. thing. So I, I kind of hope not, but I guess we'll see how we go. Fun fact with th- arms, oh, though, it's yeah. just, just a little bit of news. All the fighters that are coming out, uh, new maps are going to be free. Oh, really? Yeah. So is that all the... It, that won't be all the DLC going forward, though. Well, no, I, I think I it's going to be a similar was... situation to Splatoon, where it was just free. I heard there was also, yeah. like, a, a mysterious uh, character coming in that um, Nintendo's getting, like, strange exclusive rights for, because uh, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, oh, arms God, no. <laughs> Were you just kind of hoping to work that joke into today's episode somehow, Matt? Yeah, yeah. yeah I could sense that. Uh, well, before we get into the news, um, another thing I wanted to draw everyone's attention to was uh, sort of a special we're doing the lead-up to E3 here at Press Start. Uh, and that is that every day in the lead-up, so we've still got like a, a week and a half or so to go, um, we're going to be sort of semi-previewing a game that's going to we anticipate to be shown. Um, it's more sort of like based on what we anticipate from the game at E3, what we'd like to see, whatnot, sort of going, like every member of the team sort of sharing a game they're excited about for and, and the reasons why. Uh, Seamus, you did just that in the last couple of day in the last day or two. Uh, you wrote an article about which game? Uh, sea of Thieves. So we've had... Sea of Thieves. What games have we had so far? It's funny because we had a whole schedule and Shannon missed the first day and he's the one who set it up <laughs> and everything. Uh, he's a busy will, man. He is a busy man, but his article is going to be going up tonight. That will be Star Wars Battlefront 2. So look out. Well, that will be a few days up. It'll be a few days after once this post now, but um, yeah, my one of the articles I did or games I looked at was Sea of Thieves, which was originally announced at Microsoft's E3 conference back in 2015. I thought it was I I forgotten it been that long. It'd been two years, and last year at E3 was the first time they showed gameplay, and it's it looks really promising, and it's rare, and the only game they've actually done this generation so far was Sport uh, Connect Sport Rivals. Um, mm. was still part of that sort of connect age for them. So they haven't done like a proper, proper game themselves for a while. And this just looks, it looks really cool. It looks really fun. You play as, um, it's an open world uh, game where it's like sort of very cartoony graphics and you play as a pirate and you go in crews of like four or, or more and you go on the ship and you just like sail around these islands and look for treasure, can do missions, and you can battle other players and stuff. There hasn't been a lot of details. I feel like it's almost a bit of a No Man's Sky situation where it's like, it looks pretty cool, and the gameplay, what they've shown looks good, but it's just like that question of like, what are you really going to be doing the whole Mm. time? So I feel like that's something they're going to be answering uh, mainly when they show it at uh, Microsoft's press conference again this year in a couple of weeks. Uh, but one main thing about it is that it's all, it, like, the focus is multiplayer. And the first time they showed off gameplay, and still I think the only main gameplay they show off, was uh, just fans playing it together. They haven't just showed, like, yeah. 
a sequence that's being contrived or to show it in the cool way. It's just like they've only showed it with just people playing it the way it's meant to be played and people like doing drink drinking and getting drunk and like falling over and like doing shit battles and just doing silly things with their friends. And that seems what this type of game is. And that honestly looks really cool. And it's like I play more multiplayer games now than ever with like Overwatch, with Splatoon and Arms coming up. Like these are the type of games that really excite me because it's hard as an adult with jobs to like really find time to meet up with friends properly so it's so much easier to just jump on for an hour and probably go on the battleship and like get drunk with friends online and in <laughs> see if eve so I'm, I'm pretty excited for it yeah i'm excited for uh, for it too i i don't think there are enough pirate games like, no. like there are not enough viking games so uh g- glad to see that happening um also like i just really love this kind of co-op resurgence that's kind of happening now granted it is all online it's not mm. like a split screen co-op um but having games like far cry being made kind of co-op and sea of thieves and uh games like the division and destiny and and stuff they kind of excite me to a degree i don't necessarily always like the game but the fact that co-op is like so forefront in development minds at the moment um that really excites me so i'm looking forward to this one um another game that we've previewed or sort of anticipated so far as well as spider-man medi wrote about that there's another game i'm i'm looking forward to i'm so Um, excited for that matt which of the two are you more excited for do you think out of (laughs) <laughs> out of Sea of Thieves or Spider-Man? Well, I don't own an Xbox and I don't plan on owning an Xbox, so probably not Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a very Solid rational answer. way to approach uh, in, in all, that In question. all honesty, like neither of them are like truly my kind of game. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go over Spider-Man only... Because I know that it's it's being made by who's it being made by again? Insomniac. Insomniac, yeah. So, and their last was uh, Infamous. Infamous? No. No, uh, they, that's Sucker Punch. <laughs> I get, um, I Sunset get Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, they did Sunset Overdrive, which is exclusive for Xbox One back that's in 2014. Right. Yeah. They did the uh, rehash or... Um, re- what is the word I'm looking for here? Remaster. Remaster. Yeah, of Ratchet and Clank, that's which right. was actually based on the they movie. That the was based original. on the original. I get, a, I get, yeah. I get, <laughs> studi- I get studios confused a lot. That's Yeah, that's, that's just like too many. Um, but yeah, yeah Echo, one of those developers, great. much like Naughty Dog, where I feel I've sort of grown up with them. Like, yeah, I, I started playing Spyro when I was on the PS1, and then I went on to play the Ratchet and Clank game, was on PS2. Yep. Um, I never yeah. went and played Resistance. So oh, Resistance kind of was where it falls so apart. good. Oh, <laughs> you and it's such a good series. I, 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 is it hold it up? I, like, I don't know if I could go back and play Resistance. was okay. I preferred Killzone. All, in all I, I really so. like Killzone too, but I'm really into alternative history. Well, yeah. well, Killzone is more sci-fi. Resistance is is Resistance is sci-fi too, but it's more sort of alternative history, aliens taking over the world, and it's just like particularly yeah, two, particularly two and three are just really cool. Like the second, the first one is just like the invasion and Europe falling. The second one is like America falling, and then the third one is like game over and it's just like people trying to survive and fight back against the aliens and it's just a really cool concept and similar to insomniacs all their games they have really cool unique weapons that do uh just random interesting things and because it's aliens well they mix that in and there's just some really cool moments particularly in resistance free so if you're into alternative history and your first person shooters i would definitely recommend anyway resistance yeah anyway back to, back to the question <laughs> if i if i had to if i had to pick one of the two i'd probably pick spider-man because uh when i when i saw the reveal and everything it looked it looked like the kind of game that uh you know for a while infamous was filling the gap you know sort of that open world superhero 
hero, you know, adventure kind of game, which I've I've kind of you know sort of started to grow and love, you know, like in, and it's been explored a lot more on on consoles, you know, more recently. So um, yeah, if I if I had to pick one, the Spider Man one, you know, looks pretty good. I think I think the reason I wasn't too excited about it was the, like the fact that I was burnt out about the Spider Man franchise itself and like the whole superhero thing. I mean, it was you know it at the time. It was flooded in the market, uh, you know, and the just like superhero stuff was everywhere. I'm just like, I yeah. don't particularly care. But now, having seen like you know the the Spider-Man Homecoming reboot stuff, like I know it's not going to be you know exactly the same, but at least you know like that's kind of you know it's made me a little more you know open to superhero stuff. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably go the Spider-Man route. Yeah, just because it's Insomniac, I have so much faith in it. I think. I'm really excited to see what they do. I, I loved um, Sunset Overdrive, and mm. if they're able to take the sort of mechanics of that game and sort of transplant that into a Spider-Man game, I reckon it could be really, really cool. The so one, the one thing that'd be cool, that. the one thing to be cool and out of left field is um, in the in the seventies. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, Marvel actually gave the rights to Spider-Man to Japan, and Spider-Man ended up with a giant robot as his partner. Um, he could actually like what? summon it and climb in. It's basically like Power Rangers. Of course. So um, seriously, look up, look up <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man on YouTube, and um, Japanese Spider-Man gets like a, a yeah giant robot. Uh, that'd be really cool if that just rocked up in the game, you know, randomly. So yeah. that would be well, definitely random. <laughs> there's uh, there's Matt's E3 anticipation right there. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some of the news now. We're going to be chatting a little bit about Far Cry some more, but first. There's a Crash Bandicoot update. Heaps of Crash Bandicoot-related news this week, guys. Jake, I hope you're listening. This is for you. I, I, ho- um, I wish we had like some sort of like no 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 like some tune yeah, like for a Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot news. news. We've, we've yeah. been, I've been calling for sound effects for so long now. Yeah, yeah Ewan. I need to. I need to <laughs> learn how to make music. <laughs> that's that's easy, right? Uh, anyhow, uh, we've got a bargain alert because uh, JB Hi-Fi going to sell it for 49 We do awesome bargain guides over at PressArt. Go check that out. That's quite a deal there. Um, EB Games is getting some sweet Crash Bandicoot loot as well. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, Seamus. What, was he, what were you going to get of this loot again? Uh, it, it looks really cool. Um, there's actually a pretty good range of stuff, which doesn't surprise me considering like how big Crash Bandicoot has been just leading up to launch and it's going to be at launch. But like they've got key uh, chains. I'm just like, yeah, I'll probably grab one of them. Maybe Cortex, some nice shirts, a nice snapback. But the pin set in particular... So just, cool. It's so nice. It just looks like really good quality. Um, so they'll be at EB Games and, and Zing as well, I guess. So, yeah, no, that, that looks pretty cool. Well, you, what out of those things are you most excited for? You? Uh, yeah, definitely the pin set. That looks, that looks really neat. Um, nothing else kind of like the... I guess the, the key rings are pretty cool. Um, I don't know if like any of the apparel really kind of jumped out to me too much, but yeah, that definitely the pins because I can stick those on like my jacket or mm. like our lanyards when we go to con- conventions, whatever. Um, for sure, I love I love pins for that reason. Um, also though, we got some warped gameplay. Uh, seeing some of that finally, so we've now seen gameplay from all three of the games. Uh, and we also heard news that you can get a platinum trophy in all three. three. In all three, making a total of Heaven. three platinum trophies in the game, which is totally. awesome awesome uh that's, you know i'm gonna want that's want cruel those. that's really cruel i remember what do you mean that's cruel no i remember as a kid like spending hours trying to get every box in every level and there was just some that like as a kid i couldn't get 
and so now I'm gonna want to go back and get all oh, of those. Oh yeah, they're gonna be hard platinums too. Yeah. Like they are, they are not going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the games are hard at times as well. Especially oh, the, the first, first one. Right? The first one's ridiculous. Like I went back and played on PlayStation Three a couple of years ago, and like me and my brother, we got, we just couldn't get through it. It was just too damn hard, and like sort of that was down a bit to the style and the modeling of the levels yeah. and characters so maybe it'll be a bit easier with updated visuals but still it was yeah it was a hard game mm, it'll be interesting to see how that that pans out uh can you believe we're only a month away now from release yeah no it's crazy it's come up so quickly <laughs> it has yeah. Yeah. yeah from that announcement it's just really come around quicker i think it came out so much sooner than i thought it was going or it's gonna come out so much sooner than i thought it was going to anyhow um, it's exciting. Anyhow, let's get on to the Far Cry petition uh, that's been circulating around. Do you guys see, both see this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Matt, you're chuckling. Uh, let me just ask you what you thought of the uh, the petition first off. Uh, I I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, mm. It was it was hard to take it seriously, but then it's also not hard to take it seriously. Considering... Well, it wasn't meant to be taken seriously by the look of things, no, right? No, I think I don't. I think it was a bit of a joke, but then yeah, it's, definitely a troll. It's actually kind of funny thinking about you know the way the US is and some of the people in that country who have those kind of thoughts, and I can see you know that it. I don't know. I th- I feel like it might have been a little bit of a marketing stunt. Um, you know, not that not that they need additional marketing. I mean, they do so well as it is. But um, yeah, I feel like it could have been a little bit of a marketing stunt. Um, but yeah, and no, I just I I just thought it was funny. Um, you know, the the whole fact that it was about oh, you know, you can't you can't pick on American culture like this. We don't have you know, blah blah blah. And yeah, that was it was yeah. great. It was great. Yeah, I I agree. Like reading it at first, I was just like, come on. And I started reading it. I was just like, okay, this is like someone having a joke but like i'm sure there's plenty of people who are signing it who are like yeah like no we don't like our culture being attacked and it's just like well like lots of cultures have been attacked in a lot of games and you've never been outraged about it don't you think maybe other people were i i don't know like it's i don't think it should be banned or cancelled at all of course not i think it's you know at, at the end of the day i feel like it's still gonna be very silly far cry gameplay but if they can sort of tackle some of the more serious issues at heart in the American culture that there are issues with and also have like a cool antagonist similar to Vast, like I'd be I'd be so down for it. Like the setting has made me so much more excited for this Far Cry. Like Far Cry 4 I played a bit of and it just felt like more of the same or free. Um, the one after that, the... What was it called? Primal? I just didn't touch it. Look, I had lots of friends play it and say it was cool, but just story like i i'm very story type person so seeing this state in america i was just like yeah like this that draws me in and i've seen so many people saying the exact same thing mm. i think what sort of excites me about it um do, like to to the kind of point of the the petition um like i of course don't think it should be banned or cancelled or however you put it um i wasn't personally offended by the game either um can i see why people might be offended sure everyone's got a right to to feel the way they feel uh, and i'm not going to tell anyone otherwise um but i think what excites me most about this is that people are like increasingly able to talk about politics in relation to games and i like that sort of um ideology can sort of be discussed within the context of video games i think that's important like i think that's important as an art form like we've all talked about that we've talked about this at length before um but 
I I don't think like the characters in the game, of which I should stress, like we don't know much about. Like we still don't really know uh, in depth the the story of the characters or their motives or whatever. Um, I don't think they seem to be re- representing like one particular group of people in my eyes. Um, sure, they seem to be drawing on like attitudes and feelings and uh, themes, I guess, that are relevant at the moment uh, in sort of global society. Um, but I think it's kind of cool that they can extrapolate that and kind of discuss that maybe even like heighten or exaggerate or something um, for the purpose of kind of creating a conversation and sort of having us think about these ideas and, and these kind of conflicts. I totally. think that's, that's really cool. And like an awesome kind of setting to take place, like for a story to take place and, and a game to take place. They're keeping, um, they're keeping it relevant to, I mean, like, you know, like they you've, at certain points, storytelling has got to take an evolution, but at the same time, um, like if you look at if you look at sort of you know again talking about the whole art form thing if you look at cinema sort of the, in the 80s and 90s that was that was the vehicle that they used to you know to make things of of the time without you know making it forceful you know without being basically saying oh you know like this is this is what everyone this is what's happening this is what everyone's doing you know like enforcing it down people's throats but I feel like the in the modern day, you know, cinematic storytellers have kind of lost the art of subtlety, but it's been replaced by, you know, video game creators who have managed to do it instead. I mean, you know, like if you, if you look at other things in, in like, you know, the augmentation stuff in uh, Deus Ex, um, you know, it was, it was a a good philosophical kind of, you know, discussion, um, at, at the time. And, um, you know, like that's, that's the kind of thing that I think, makes it puts games on that step closer to being seen as an art form is that the fact that they can take uh you know current issues and you know actually make something interactive out of it is um it's a really unique thing so yeah yeah. i agree and that was like i remember um talking to to mary who was one of the i think the lead writer on Deus Ex prior to that game being released and, and asking her about the sort of inspiration behind the game and its themes. And she kind of, without even sort of beating around the bush, said that like the Ferguson riots were very inspirational in, in them sort of crafting their story. So developers are clearly sort of playing, based on that one example, um, I'm sure there are countless others, um, they're clearly paying attention to the world around them and sort of these global events and, and looking for ways that they can sort of explore these ideas in, in video games. Um, and I think that's like a really good way to discuss them uh, and to approach them. Um, and I guess we can't we can't do that if we all kind of come out and demand a game's cancelled and no one plays it. How are we supposed to have those conversations it, if it, there's nothing there to prompt them? Exactly. And we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, you and, and that I feel like so many people are jumping to conclusions or without really looking at it and just feel like maybe a certain religion or group of people are being attacked overall. And really, the game is about a cult and it's about extremism and the the worst side of humanity and old cultures that no one really likes of people taking things way too far. And so I think most people, if they looked at it logically, they'd be like, okay, like this isn't a necessary representation of my religion uh, at all. This is something that's of, of someone that's taking it too far, of, of an extremist. Mm. 
it'll be interesting to see what how the game all all shakes out and uh, are you uh i don't know if i've asked you shaman are you excited for for far cry 5 <laughs> yeah yeah like 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 i was saying before um sorry i thought i thought for a second there you was gonna go so i, I never got to ask you so shaman are you a cult member <laughs> <laughs> i was kind of thinking where are you going with I, this i've part? never have asked him maybe that's something i should <laughs> Um, that's that's for another that's for our next I'm podcast. Sort of, I'm sort of gathering. <laughs> I, I don't know if like I'm sort of gathering from this conversation that you do have an interest in it, but I don't know if that's purely because of this sort of discussion that's been surrounding it. Like, are uh, you, I don't know if you are you a Far Cry fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Far Cry Three. I adored. I got it just as I finished high school, and there was such a like a, a present of like finishing high school and all that type of stuff. And I just got lost in it and had so much fun. And it was one of my games of 2012. And, and yeah, and just love it. But like I said before, like Far Cry Four just felt like more of the same. Primal story wise, just didn't look that interesting to me or just for me. And mm. the story for this, that's set in America, that's the, that very relevant. Like Matt said, like it's that makes me so much more intrigued and, and wanting to play it. And on top of that, having that fun, silly Far Cry gameplay, and also the fact that it's co-op the entire way through. So mm. that's even better. Like just pluses all around. I agree. So, same question to you, Matt. Are you a cult member? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, I, I have the, uh, the what is it? The triangle, circle, square, and X seared into like my left. Ah, right. So oh, PlayStation. PlayStation cult. No. Ah. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I will, I'll be honest. Like, I've only had sort of fleeting moments with the Far Cry series. Um, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't been, you know, like I've always looked at it and gone, that, that looks pretty good. But at that time, like at the certain times when the games have released, I'm just like, it's not what I want to be playing, you know, at this time, at this point in time. Um, but, you know, it, it does look like an interesting game. It does, you know, I've always admired... Uh, you know, the Far Cry series for the, the level of humor that they put in games as well as the, you know, the level of action. It, uh, it, it almost feels like they've encompassed sort of like that nineties movie as atmosphere about it. Like everyone said that, you know, like you can do some insane things and it's always like funny, but also like engaging, you know, like the villains are engaging uh, as well as, you know, like the protagonists and stuff. So, um, I'd be keen to pick it up. I'd be keen to, to, you know, to see how it goes and to see whether or not it's actually worth outrage that people have put on it. <laughs> Maybe we can all play co-op and be outraged together. <laughs> um, I'm very interested to hear what people have to think about this um, and always kind of interested to hear what people think about politics making games. That itself it can be quite a divisive issue. Um, so if you've got any thoughts, please do hit us up. You can tweet us at press.au uh, or you can join the conversation using hashtag the startcast. Uh, but guys, let's wrap up today's episode with a round of What the Wiki, shall we? Yeah. Bring it. Yeah, boy. All right. Uh, let me just pull up the scoreboard. <laughs> I totally uh, forgot I about this, and I'm actually so excited. I'm not on the scoreboard <laughs> for the new season. Uh, so. Okay, so last week we launched season two, uh, part of the breaking into the three digits. We're now on season two of What the Wiki. Uh, Stephen won the first round, so Stephen's off in the lead with a point. Uh, you guys can... Uh, one of you has got the opportunity to tie well, up. I'm actually that. here for the start of this season, so I feel like I have a much more just chance. Oh, here. I see. That was your excuse for last season. Sure. Yeah. sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, game number one. Oh, wait. I should remember. We're up, remind people what, what the wiki is, huh? Uh, what the wiki <laughs> is the Starcast game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and you, the contestants, must guess the game. You can guess along at home. Once you guess a game, 
That's it for the ra- for that's it for that game of the player can heard hear Wikipedia. Hang on. No, no, no. I got to keep my rules consistent because I changed them last. <laughs> How week. much have you had to drink, uh, Ewan? <laughs> um, so you can guess a game. You can guess a game. If you guess wrong, I get to keep reading. I can keep reading until the other player guesses. If they guess and then get it wrong as well, then it opens back up to everyone. Okay. Slight rule change there. Wasn't Anyhow, it, wasn't game that how it was all the time? It might have been. might have been how it was all the time. Anyway, I think I might have just made it. It's like you get one guess. He, he just changed the only, rule back and to if you the both same. guess wrong, then I just reveal what the game was. I don't know. No. Anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyway, uh, game number one. The game focuses on one-on-one battles. Two new me- mechanisms are introduced in the game. The first, Rage Arts, Matt. allows the player to... Matt. It's Tekken 7. It is Tekken 7. Oh, I don't follow Tekken 7. <laughs> I, had to, I had to wait for you to get past, you know, 1v1, because I'm like, okay, it's a fighting game, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know my fighting game. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if I want to change the order around to maybe go to a tiebreaker or whether... <laughs> Shameless is gonna. Oh, I feel like you make them too relevant to the people on this show. Like, I like it being relevant to what we're talking about, but like, it's Tekken Seven. It's like, come on, he reviewed it. Like, yeah, I think that was. Yeah, I, 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 I think was gonna go better in house. I throw, I throw Matt a bone. Um, I'm surprised he he got onto it very quick. He mm. got it well, well played. Uh, okay, well, game number two then. The game is a rhythm game in which the main character must make his way through each of the game's six stages by rapping. Matt, each stage- a proper rapper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, are we meant to say our name? Uh, I feel like, yeah, Matt, can, Matt, Matt said in first. first. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know your name was Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> but there that's also go. the that's answer. That's my secret. So. Uh, it, is, it is the correct answer. How did you know it was the first game? I, what? Aren't there... Well, there are, there are sequels, right? Like, there wasn't just one Parappa the Rapper game. I'm pretty sure there wasn't was there? a Parappa the Rapper, and then this the most recent one is also called Parappa the Rapper. Well, that's like a rehash yeah. of the original no, reboot. No, that was a sequel. Re- I've got it right here. There was a se- Parappa the Rapper 2. Yeah, oh, there, PlayStation 2, released yeah. in 2000... Well, that's not the one everyone knows you and I, I lost. I named, Let's move I, on. I named Parappa the Rapper, <laughs> so is that the answer or...? I, I, no, it, it, no it, is the, it is the correct answer. Okay. It was the first one. Okay. I just wondered, like, maybe maybe it was just a guess. I wondered if you, like, you knew that there were only six stages in the first game or something. No, I just guessed no. because I, I actually didn't know there was a sequel. All right. It's news to All me. Right. The, the second game I was going to read... Seamus was arms. It could have gone either way. I tried going with a more off the wall one. I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Tekken Seven. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Parappa the rapper, you lost. Rigged. Uh, so Matt, you've uh, tied Stephen there uh, with one point. Early days. I have to. I have to uphold the championship. You, you do actually. Yeah, you did. You did take away the championship. I'm not. Year. I'm not going to stop mentioning that. All right, with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 102 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search the Startcast. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at press.au. Visit the site at pressstart.com.au and join the conversation using hashtag hashtag the Startcast. Uh, I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. And joining us today was the victor of what the wiki matthew hello you can follow me on twitter at mv zamari hit me up if you want to fight me on tekken which as <laughs> the time this podcast release will be out in stores and online 
or, or just fight him in general. Yeah. Uh, no, on people. The street. People. If you see him in the street, just uh, no, don't yeah. do that. If you I'm see me in the street, him. just just hit me. Um, <laughs> or you can follow me on Instagram at Matthew V Z. I post a lot of pretty cool pictures. Well, I think I, I, cool. I, uh, I do enjoy the pictures. They're yes. mostly they're mostly actual like <laughs> photography stuff, like film photography, because I love retro stuff. So yeah, give it a follow. And if you're human, I'll follow you back. Something really exciting happened to me on on Instagram today. My uh, there's a local burger joint near my house, right? Is, is this the One Piece <laughs> one? Yeah, this, this is, is the one, the one Piece yeah. that we all went to, right? Um, I haven't and, been uh, there yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we not? We've not been. There? No. <laughs> oh, Seamus, I need to. I need to rectify there's that. A, there's a photo um, on my Instagram of you and eating at the One Piece cafe. <sighs> there is actually. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, and uh, for my my birthday, my mum, knowing how much I love this place and how much I love burgers, uh, made a cake in the shape of a burger. Um, and, uh, I, I Instagrammed it and included the, uh, the burger joint in the tweet and, uh, in the Instagram post and they reshared it today. It was a little, little moment of pride for me there right there. Yeah. Uh, joining us today was also Seamus. Yo, you can follow me on Twitter at Seamus Mullins, S-E-A-M-U-S. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at mully 246 I don't post as many beautiful pictures as Matt does, but I just post like gaming stuff. And arms. Probably, I'm probably gonna be posting a lot of arms just on my Twitter. Posting and arms. What do you yes. Mean arms? If if people just like arms. Do you work if people out, aren't is it like gym selfies. Yeah, it's, it's a gym. Uh, it's yeah. a gym Instagram. Yeah. If people aren't, I feel like the thumbnail for this like, episode what? just needs to be um, like Arnold Schwarzenegger flexing <laughs> in front of like a split. Make it happen. Now, 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 now that you've now that you've said that, if it isn't, I'm gonna be severely disappointed. Exactly what Matt right. said. I'll make that as a thumbnail. Yeah. And if you looked looked at the thumbnail and listened to the episode and didn't know why because you didn't get up to this point, <laughs> tough break. You should have listened to the whole episode. Also, thanks if, for tuning in. If you um, also something else. Yeah. Okay, all right, we're still going. You should, you should <laughs> still also, going. Also, just hit up Ewan and ask him what his favorite One Piece character is. Oh, I don't. I don't know One Piece. I just like burgers. Just like burgers. <laughs> yeah, I just. I don't understand any of the references in the store, but the burgers are delish. I just like making fun of you because you like it. I know. I know you like making fun of me, Matt. It's fine. It's fine. Until next time, happy gaming. Catch ya. Ciao.